Can the NFL get any more exciting than the final four weeks leading up to the playoffs? Ah, it actually can. If you have a little bit of something-something on the games you know are going to go your way. MyBookie.ag is the place to wager. Next week, we've got UFC as well. Three big championship fights on the 14th, all highly anticipated. Wager on them safely at MyBookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy who likes to have a little extra something on the game, it can only be 5 to 10 15 20 bucks, or more than that. It doesn't matter. MyBookie.ag is the place to play. They've got more lines and better odds for the player, that's you, than just about any other sports book around. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. Make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus money. All you have to do is use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code ZABE to get your extra cash from MyBookie. You bet, you win, you get paid. Today on the ZabeCast, I get a lot of tech and camera and drone and TV questions, so I figured, hey, how about a little Cyber Tuesday Zabe recommendations? Andy Poland joins me, and he says, don't be shocked if Bruce Allen convinces Dan Snyder to squint and see Bill Callahan as Bill Belichick and gives him the job. All that plus a stray tire on a Houston highway that was on a mission. Your bonus, Daily Dose of Me, is locked and loaded, so buckle up. And let's go. Here we go. Tuesday, December 3rd, 2019. Thank you for downloading. Before we get to my tech recommends, the Monday night game is winding down. Uh, It's 34-24. Seahawks have stormed back to take the lead. Uh, There was a sequence of plays that were huge for Seattle, including... An interception that, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with, you know, these P.I. calls. It was clearly, in my mind, P.I. on a bounced ball off the hands of Stefan Diggs as uh, 21 was defending. I forgot his name. He just got called for a P.I. now. And John Perry looks at the replay, uh, Flowers, and he looks at the replay and says, well, not enough there to make a call. Paw on the front, paw on the rear shoulder. And I'm like, are you not watching this replay? These TV refs are just money-grabbing whores. They are shills for the shield. They're shills for their buddies that are still out there. And that's all they care about. They think ESPN's not going to fire me. Hell, Booger, Booger McFarland had one of the all-time whoppers. I I, got to play this for you. Hold on. Let me just connect this cable. Nice work. Nice prep work. Okay, shut up. Okay, there we go. Booger McFarland, first of all, let me read this email. Steve Jones says, Dear Zabe, this is the first year actually watching ESPN Monday Night Football. I'm a truck driver, and I'm on your buddy Scott Lynn's side. Tessa Tor sucks. Is he actually watching the game, the same one that we are? He's a hot, yelling mess, and Booger is an idiot. I would really like to hear the boom goes the dynamite guy calling this game. It would actually be better. 10 plus year listener from the Oregon coast. Sincerely, Steve Jones. Booger McFarlane had one of his most embarrassing moments and I've had these. So I, you know, I can't cast too many stones on this, 
But listen to this from Booger McFarlane regarding the Minnesota miracle and this fluke play where Russell Wilson has the ball batted in the air and he punches it forward right into the hands of a Vikings defender who runs it in for a touchdown. Well, these are the type of plays that historically have gone against the Vikings. The Minneapolis Miracle. Plays that are fluke plays that went against this team. I'm sure Vikings fans are saying it's about time we get one of these plays to go our way. Oh my fucking God. I missed that part of the game. I was out running around, and I don't know if ESPN gently mopped that up or not. I hope and pray they came back and said, well, Boog, you know what? <laughs> you got a little bit turned around there, sort of like Alan Page. Was it Alan Page who ran the wrong No, Jim Marshall. There you go. Jim Marshall of the Vikings. Wrong way, Jim Marshall. You got it wrong. Yeah, boy, they're, they're hoping one of these lucky plays goes their way. Uh, yeah. That was the Minneapolis miracle. It did go their way. How does this happen? Is it lack of preparation? Does he get nervous on the spot? Does he have pre-planned narratives in his head that he's like, oh, yeah, this is good? I mean, I fuck up and I make these dumb mistakes all the time. You sure do, Baldy. And uh, I don't know. That's bad. I just hope they mopped it up. That's all. And uh, I'm not sure they did. I'm scrolling Twitter right now. Let me know on this. I'm about to go to bed, put this thing to rest for the night. Okay, some quick tech recommends, and then we'll get to Andy Pollan. Uh, people are asking me, what about this drone? What about this camera? What about this microphone? What about this, 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 is this? Okay, great. Uh, on the camera front, yes, I recommend buying a proper camera. I recommend everybody who likes photographs and who likes to take pictures of the kid to you know buy a camera, a real camera. But you don't have to. I mean, camera phones are really, really good. But... To understand photography, I just I love it because it's a fascinating hobby. When you get a proper camera and you start fiddling with all the controls and you start learning about what does aperture values mean and how does that affect things and you know shutter speeds and all these different elements of cameras and how they work, you really start to understand how light works. And that's really all photography is. It's the capturing of light. And you understand dynamic range and the digital manipulation of colors. And it's to me, it's fascinating. It's a fun hobby. And while you learn the hobby, you can take priceless digital artifacts of your own life and your own kids and wife and everything else. And then when you get that perfect photo that's framed just right and you're in the golden hour of late afternoon sunlight or early morning and it's in perfect focus, you're like, That picture is forever. That picture of your wife or your girlfriend looking just perfect. That's what's cool. Now, you can get that with a uh, cell phone. But as far as uh, cameras go, I'm a Sony mirrorless guy, so I'm into the A60, A6000 series. Someone asked, what about the A6000? It's on sale. The A6000 was a great camera five or six years ago. It's cheap now because it's very old. I wouldn't recommend it. This they, they came out with the A6000, the 6300, and then the 6500. And then Sony looped back and created the A6100, the A6400, and the A6600. I know, it's the dumbest thing ever. 
I'm not going to explain what all the different things mean. These are so-called APS-C sized sensors. And like penis size, no matter what women tell you, sensor size does matter. The best cameras are these so-called full frame cameras that have your full frame 35 millimeter sensor inside the camera. And those are going to run you $2,000 and up. And that's just for the body. And then the lenses are 500 to $2,000 or more on top of that. It is a painful hobby financially. You got to really love it. But if you're interested in it, then that's the top of the line. APS-C, you can get an A6400, which is a great camera. Body alone for $900, and you can get a good all-around lens for another four to 500 Now, that's a lot of money, $1,400 for a camera that already exists on your phone, but I'm telling you, the photographs you get out of it are going to be sensational. So my recommendation for an APS-C sensor-type uh, camera would be a, a Sony A6400. Uh, there's a lot of other good cameras out there, these mirrorless cameras that don't use the big mechanical box to lift the... There's Well, I can't explain. The, I, I could explain the mirrorless. You don't want to hear it. Uh, but look for mirrorless because that's the current future of cameras. Nobody's making the old style anymore, the DSLRs. Uh, Fuji X-T3 is a really good camera in the same sort of space as the Sony A6400, 600. Panasonic Lumix GH5 is good for video creators. Uh, pretty much all the wedding photographers use the GH5 uh, for videotaping weddings. Nikon, Canon are legacy camera makers. They are both lagging far behind in technology uh, to Sony and Panasonic and Fuji. And Olympus and Minolta, they're, I think they're about damn near out of business. Far as a drone goes, a lot of cheap knockoff drones out there, 99 150 bucks, something else uh, around that range. I would recommend going with a DJI drone for your first drone. And I would say either the Mavic Mini for about 400 bucks or the Mavic or the DJI Spark which is about 100 bucks less but it's not quite as good so you're going to be in for 250 300 for a decent drone that's a DJI DJI and you might as well go up to 400 if you can't afford it can't afford it wait to buy one when you do have some money scraped together AirPods AirPods are one of the greatest things Apple has invented and I have the AirPod Generation 1, which is now discontinued. The Gen 2 is a little bit better, although not a huge upgrade. And they just came out with the AirPod Pros, which stick in your ear better. And they also have noise cancellation. You will not be shocked to hear. I ordered the AirPod Pro. I tried them. Didn't like them. Returned them. My AirPods will fall out of my ears if I don't have anything helping them stay in. And you might say, well, wait, how are they so good if you say they don't stay in your ears? They won't even stay in my ears if I'm just sitting around. They'll eventually just kind of fall out as I move my jaw and talk. But what I bought on Amazon was little silicone hook booties, if for lack of a better term, uh, for the AirPods. And they fit into my ear, they stay in rock solid, and they actually have the AirPods sitting not so deep into my ear canal. So they're a lot more comfortable, and I can wear them for a long time. AirPods are fantastic for talking on the phone. If you do conference calls, if you have to talk to people, if you're not a teenager, 
a millennial or a Zoomer who only texts, then AirPods are the way to go. They actually have dual microphones in each little earpiece that hand off to each other based on wind noise, clarity of voice, signal reception with your phone, and on and on and on. The music sound quality on the AirPods are the best I've ever heard for an in-ear type headphone. They are phenomenal. And my only complaint is that these little silicone booties, they don't, I can't leave them on the whole time while recharging the AirPods because they don't fit in the case. If only they invented such a thing. Now, why didn't I like the AirPod Pros? Because first of all, you can get the AirPods for about 140 bucks, maybe less. You can find cheap knockoffs that people insist are just as good for as little as $30. I'm telling you, they're not as good. Go watch the videos and all the technology, the real technology that's in the actual AirPods, and you'll say, wow, that's a lot of shit. Anyway, so the AirPod Pros, they're $200, and I just didn't like how they you have to jam them into your ear. These silicone booties with the hooks to fit into your ear architecture, whatever they call it, perfect. And here's the bonus. I had a pair of them I stuffed into a, uh, a hoodie pocket, and then I forgot about them, and sure enough, they went through the wash. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. I thought for sure they were ruined. Guess what? Work perfectly. Now, they don't recommend you putting them through the wash. They are not rated to be waterproof, but I'm just here to tell you, mine survived. So AirPods are fantastic. I also have a pair of Bose QC35 headphones, which are the nicest, best materials, best overall sound quality. I wish they were two clicks louder, but they're not. I've got the Bose Studio Wireless that are several generations old, uh, and they're actually the loudest, and I like them when I'm mowing the lawn or doing yard work because they're louder, and I've kind of worn them outside. I've gotten some sweat on them. I don't do Alexa. I don't do HomePods. I don't do the Google video calling machines. I don't do ring doorbells, et cetera. We don't really live where neighbors come by. I'm not against the ring doorbell system and or other security stuff. I just... I have no experience in it because I don't really use it. And the Alexa stuff, I don't want a listening device in my house. I just don't. And I know you're going to say, well, your phone's listening right now. Correct. But I don't want a dedicated device in my home, even if it's going to help solve a crime. So there's a quick little tech holiday review. Can the NFL get any more exciting than the final four weeks leading up to the playoffs? Ah, it actually can. If you have a little bit of something-something on the games you know are going to go your way. MyBookie.ag is the place to wager. Next week, we've got UFC as well. Three big championship fights on the 14th, all highly anticipated. Wager on them safely at MyBookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy who likes to have a little extra something on the game, it can only be 5 to 10 15 20 bucks, or more than that. It doesn't matter. MyBookie.ag is the place to play. They've got more lines and better odds 
for the player, that's you, than just about any other sports book around. And if you join right now, my book, you will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. Make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus money. All you have to do is use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code ZABE to get your extra cash from my bookie. You bet, you win, you get paid. Hello, Andy. Ooh, big echo there. I don't know what that is. Might be my setup. Who knows what? Good evening, sir. As we speak right now, the Washington Nationals are celebrating the premiere of their World Series documentary at the Anthem Theater. I'm kind of jelly that uh, I'm not there as part of it, but you and I don't work for the flagship station of the Nationals in this market, so we're not part of that event. Boo-hoo. Yeah, I made a tour there, but uh, that's now over with, yes. <laughs> By the way, Andy Poland now can be heard in D.C. This is a cardinal, I'm breaking a cardinal rule of never promote your competition, but fuck it, I'm throwing out the rules on my own podcast. Because <laughs> Andy is a great friend, mentor, and former colleague, and he now does middays with good old uh, Carol Maloney, my friend as yep. well, uh, over that's on right. AM 630. Uh, ESPN Radio here in D.C. So if you want to listen to Andy and Carol, they go from what time to what time? 10 to noon, and uh, sometimes a little longer. Sometimes I fill in for Tony from 12 to 1. That's Tony Kornheiser. And, uh, yeah, we're getting off the ground. We're we're the little engine that could right now. Hey, listen, (laughs) we're all just grinding to do what we can in the business. That's right. So I'm going to buy this Nats DVD when it's available. I think it's tomorrow they're going to release it are you a big collector of video memorabilia no but that's something i would buy what's going to be 14.95 something like that Uh, yeah prices whatever as long as it's not exorbitant yeah i mean i would love to relive the big moments and the big hits and the drama and everything else with this championship run yeah it's uh you know that that month of october is one of the most amazing sports months of my life and you know what my bedtime is so <laughs> i gave up an awful lot of sleep right. but it was well worth it it was great it took probably three months off of andy's life which means he'll only live to 101 <laughs> and six months not 101 yeah. and nine months yeah, so it, it it was well worth it. It was like, uh, you know, having a great uh, bottle of booze. Whatever that may have taken off your life, it was worth it. Yeah, because it's hopefully the end of the life it's taking it off, and you're like, ah, that's going to be a yeah. shitty year anyway. Let's let's live it up while we're alive. How do you feel about people now saying we're the city of champions? Yeah, it, it's, you know, it look, we've had two championships in 18 months, and I think it's it's led to people turning their nose up to the Redskins more and more. I, I really do that, you know, for a while it was like, okay, we have other teams that can't win. So we like football. We'll watch that. But now that we've had championships with the hockey team and the baseball team, it's, you know, you saw the TV ratings from this past weekend. Well, uh, yeah, we'll I, talk I, about I that. A lot. Yeah. We'll talk about that in just a second. By the way, the hockey team is back lapping the field early on regular season. We know the NHL doesn't matter. But holy shit, it looks like the Caps might be loaded for Bear yet again. Yeah, except that there have been a lot of seasons over the last 
20 years where they've had great regular seasons. I, I like most people with hockey, start really paying attention when they get to the playoffs. Right, but aren't we now as a team with many of the same faces, like the $50 street whore who learned how not to choke? Oh, God. <laughs> really? Did you just wow. say that? Sorry. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe now there is a, there is a calmness that will, over, that will come over the team in the postseason where if they're down again three games to one, they don't panic and they come back and rally. We'll see. We'll see. I'd love yeah. to see it. I'd love to see it this coming spring. Okay, let's get into the Redskins first and foremost. Who were those guys? Not just Orchard and Odom who were there wearing Redskin jerseys. You're like, wait a minute. You're checking your program going, how, how did I miss this guy making plays? But the team itself flipped the switch, Andy, like I haven't yeah. seen in a long time. What would you make of the game? <laughs> Yeah, it was 14 nothing, and it was 14 nothing in such a redskin way. Like, you know, they just ran right down the field on him twice, and the second touchdown, there was nobody around the receiver, nobody there. And I thought, okay, this, this is going to be one of those days, but it's my job to watch him. I'd much rather be watching the Ravens game, and I'd actually much rather be watching the Maryland basketball game because they were playing great against Marquette. But I'll stick with it and, you know, chart it like I do, write notes, things like that. And, yeah, it, it totally flipped, and it reminded me of a game 20 years ago against the Panthers. It was at FedEx Field, but there was a running back by the name of Tim Biakabatuka. From Michigan. Shemunga right. Biakabatuka went by Timmy and yeah, was yeah. he went off in that game, didn't he? It was 21 to nothing. He'd scored three touchdowns. One of them was 65 yards. The other was 45 yards. And I thought, God, this guy is going to have a record day. He's going to run over him. And for whatever reason, they stopped giving him the ball. And the Redskins came back and won the game. He had 12 carries in the game for like 160 yards. Unbelievable, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was shocked at how well the Redskins flipped it around. Haskins, I thought... Didn't throw a lot of bad balls, if any, that were really in peril of being intercepted. Maybe took a few more sacks than he should have. But otherwise was okay for a 13 completion day for under 150 yards. So maybe the low bar of expectations on Haskins is now working in his favor? Except that how many games are you going to get 248 yards rushing on like 30 carries. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's a day. So when your running game is going that well, you know, it's, it's pretty hard to really screw it up with the passing game. And he didn't. I mean, his accuracy is not that good. There were a number of drops in the game, but they don't ask him to do much. And if the running game is working like that, I don't think you're going to lose too many games. Yeah. That said, the TV numbers for this game in the D.C. market were Whew. staggering in the key 25 to 45 demo, I believe. It's the younger 18 to 45. The younger yeah. subset that television sells to, the Ravens-Niners game, outdrew the Redskin-Panther game in the D.C. market. We're not talking Baltimore. We're talking D.C. To, from like a 9.7 to a 5.4 for the right. Redskins, what yeah. What do you think? Of, how about that, Mr. Fung, as we like <laughs> to say? Yeah, I mean, you know, over the years, they've had games where they've gone up against 
you know, big games like a, a giant cowboy game to maybe decide the NFC East. And they still outdraw them because it's the Redskins in D.C. The fact that they got lapped in their own market by a team up the road, I know was a big game and it may be a Super Bowl preview, but that just didn't happen in the past. And that that's got to scare the Redskins who are now trying to sell tickets. I mean, years ago, not that many years ago, at least they were selling out and the TV ratings were good. Now, in a marketing race, they're getting crushed by their competition, which is very reachable. If you live in the D.C. area, yeah. what is it, you know, 45 minutes to get to Baltimore? It's not a big deal. No, it's a quick you know? jaunt up. You may spend more time in the parking lots at FedEx Field than you yeah. would on 95 going north to Baltimore. So I, I want to know, and this is where you're going to have to do your best mind-reading act, when you're, if you're Dan Snyder and you see those numbers, oh, by the way, the broader demo, which ranged out to 56, like 18 to 56, it was mm-hmm. a closer number. It was like 12 point something to 11 for the Redskins. So it shows you that the older people like you and I mm-hmm. were now, we're still watching the Redskins more because we remember when they were good. The younger people right. though are not. So Dan Snyder, assuming he's not a total idiot, when he sees that, how do you think he takes that news? Is he like, holy shit, this is a huge problem. I'm losing this whole generation of fans. Or do you think Dan Snyder looks at it and says, these fuckers, they'll be back when we're winning. You watch. <laughs> which yeah, one Which one, or maybe something else? Choice C, do you think Dan Snyder yeah, thinks? I, I'm more prone to door number two, except that he got rich in marketing. And it would seem that he'd have an understanding about that. But, you know, what they've done in recent years doesn't really translate to somebody who's savvy about marketing. And this Mike Garofolo report that surfaced over the weekend that, you know, now they're seriously looking. Yeah, getting rid of Bruce Allen. uh, Do you not really believe that? Well, we've heard that in the past, and, and Bruce always makes his case, which he's going to do now. He's going to say to Dan Snyder, oh, look, Darius Geis, oh, he was one of my picks. Look at how well he he's playing, and, and Haskins is coming around, and Terry McLaurin's a star, and, you know, you can see the nucleus here, and, you know, he had some injuries this year, but, you know, we, we have what it takes to be good, so... Uh, you know, I, I think he's managed to save his job in the past, and Snyder doesn't like to make changes. I mean, he stayed with Vinny Serrato for ten years, and Vinny Serrato was is a boob. He, he's not he's not uh, capable of running a football team. So Dan doesn't you know, like this... to make changes when they would make him uncomfortable. He yeah. doesn't mind making changes with coaches because that's not going to affect his life. Anytime right, he makes right. a change, like when he brought LaFamina in, LaFamina started doing stuff totally different. He's like, oh, I don't like this. Let's let's change it back. Same thing with Marty. Marty said, go sit in the corner. I'm running the team. Dan is like, ah, we're not having any fun. I don't like this. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the thing that you have to wonder. And so with Bruce, I'll, look, I'll believe it when I see it, Andy. I think there's going to be a thinly veiled title shuffle with Bruce. <laughs> where they say, oh, no, no, he's now working on the stadium and larger team issues, and here's shiny new football guy to come run the football side of things like a Lewis Riddick. Yeah, I I suppose, but again, I think he's got to have a guy who's going to tell him what he wants to hear, and I don't think a guy like Riddick would be doing that. 
So that's why I say that it's quite possible. Look, if they win two of these last four games, do you not think it's impossible that everything comes back intact, including the coach? The coach could come back. I mean, look, right now Callahan's three and four. And if he, I, I asked if he finishes with a winning record, meaning winning three of the last four, which is possible given that the, the, the Packer game, they're a huge underdog. They'll probably lose. But then the mm-hmm. Giants have imploded. The Eagles are imploding. And the Cowboy game might be a fait accompli if the Redskins, you know, lose to the Packers and they're at 10 losses. And if the Cowboys have already secured eight wins. See yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's all possible, but what I'm saying is they could look at the second half of the season and go back to Bruce's oh, yeah. idiotic, we're close, and, and believe it, and, you know, try and sell that because they're, they're selling this whole discipline thing. I, I watched the news conference today that uh, Callahan did, and one of the questions towards the end was, do you think that the new things you've tried on the practice field has translated to the – games and he jumped on that like it was a hand grenade <laughs> right. it, it seems to me that he he is is all part of oh we we've changed the culture here and now that we got rid of club j and all the lax stuff that we used to do this is a disciplined team with good young players and we're moving forward into the future all that ping pong and grab ass out the window yeah. for discipline, That's right. uh, Mr. Callahan. Okay, let's move on to some other stuff. Uh, Terrell Pryor got stabbed over the yeah. weekend. Critical condition, expected to recover. Nasty domestic violence spat. He was charged with simple assault. She's been charged with attempted murder. If he was still on an NFL roster, would the league swoop in and put him on the suspended list? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, what Antonio Brown was more about, uh, excuse me, that's it's my okay. school looking for money. Okay, <laughs> turn that off. Wait, which school's looking for money? <laughs> my college. Yeah, American? No, no, Trinity. I graduated oh, from Trinity. Right, yeah, but you went so. to American first. Yeah. yeah. I, I wish you would put him on live and I could be like, hello, I'm Andrew Poland. I just won Mega Ball. How much should I make the checkout for? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, All right. So, we yeah. So, prior, the, the police said the two were, quote, mutual combatants. Yeah. How yeah. would the league sort this out? Assuming that he was still a viable NFL player, because you could be, I think, charged with assault if she comes at you with a knife first and you hit her to defend yourself, right? Yeah. Because it'd be he said, she said. She'd be like, he hit me. That's why I defended myself with a knife. And he'd be like, bitch, be crazy. She tried to kill me. Well, the fact that he's in critical condition uh, and now I guess is out of critical condition, but it, it appears that he wouldn't be able to play the rest of the season. That would buy them some time. It I mean, would. There's a lot of investigative work that has to be done here. I mean, what what actually happened? What led to this? I don't know. Yeah, remember when he signed here for one year? Eight oh God, million and they, and dollars. They, 
and they sold it. Oh, you know, this, look, a guy who is a quarterback who was not worthy or not, not capable of really being a good NFL quarterback, they switch him to wide receiver on a really bad team where they have no other receivers. He catches 65 passes for the Browns, and all of a sudden he's, he's this great, <laughs> big, know. you know, he's got size, he's got speed, and, and then in a typical Redskin way at minicamp, oh, you should see what he's catching off the jugs gun. Well, hello, they don't play NFL games with jugs guns. And his first, his first game, the first play of the season is a long bomb to him, and he loses the ball in the air somehow. Why? Because he's played very little wide receiver. Yeah. And, you know. 20, he, catches, he, he, 20 catches later and $8 million down the drain, we're like, yeah, let's not talk about that again. That's the yeah, kind of yeah. thing this team has done consistently. Uh, did you see all the coaches that were whining over the weekend in college football? Namely, Nick Saban about the unfair play. Dabo Swinney about how the committee just wants him out. And I just heard on Monday the Mike Leach bite where he yeah. pretty much had it with this reporter. And, oh, yeah, Jim Harbaugh was not having anybody uh, try to put narratives around his neck. Your thoughts? Yeah. I, I did the Harbaugh that that was unnecessary unless there's some real history with this reporter. You know, maybe they go back and forth, and maybe that's you know something that that, that happens there. In Saban's case, two things: one was the play right before the half. He's got a case there. That was ridiculous that they that Auburn was able to get that second and let him line up and yeah, kick a field yeah. goal. But that, but that, that was th- that bastard child, Andy, was born of replay. Understood. That, that Understood. is what replay does. It bears bastard children that bastardize <laughs> our sports. It's the worst. Right. But, but but the referee should have been able to interpret that as okay. You got your one second. Boom. There's your second. Go to the locker room. You can't line up, and I can't start the clock. You know, and so you can set up to kick a field goal. That that was unfair. The play that that Saban was whining about at the end was he got fooled. And he looked even more foolish, complaining that the referee should have given him more time to make substitutions and not have 12 men on the field. No, no, that play was designed exactly for the way it was executed, and you got fooled. And the fact that you always seem to have kicking problems when you play at Auburn, <laughs> I know it's uh, there's, there's, there's nothing we can do about that. But but he did, I thought the, he did have a strong case okay. at the end of the first half, and that was ridiculous. How about Dabo Swinney and saying, oh, they want to kick us out we got to win this game against virginia they're dying to kick us out yeah, doth well, he protest too much no i think he's i think he's smart i think he's laying the groundwork for future years he, he knows look they're going to beat virginia in the acc championship and he knows that if he loses that game he shouldn't be in the playoff but sooner or later down the road they're going to play a game and they're going to lose and he's going to want to make a case that he's in right. so I, I think that was that was good planning on his part that's that's all part of you know coaching that's that didn't bother me that much okay. I, I was okay with that and then here's mike leach <laughs> Seventh year in a row, the Apple Cup, where Washington beat yeah. Washington State. And uh, Peterson said he's out at Washington, which is interesting. Yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, I don't either. Well, it's frustrating. I, I do find this part of it interesting, though. I mean, as fast as you guys rank their recruit, recruiting class, you know, 
um, uh, in the top 10, and then you're always surprised when they win. So I think that, uh, you know, maybe uh, uh, that would have a little something to do with oh, it. Oh, boy. So you're not supposed to beat teams that have higher-ranked recruiting classes? Well, we certainly have before. We well, certainly have before. We didn't win this one, and I don't care to have a discussion with you on it because I really don't care what you think. <laughs> I like him. And, and, and you think it's over? It's not over. You run your mouth in your little column and stuff like uh, uh, some, some sanctimonious troll and uh, where, you know, you've never been fair or even-handed with us, so I really don't care what you think. Okay, go ahead, because you're going to write some nasty uh, stuff anyway, like you always do. And I don't know which coog way back when did something that offended you. I really don't care about that either. But you can live your little meager, meager life in your little hole and write nasty things. And if that makes you feel even, you go right ahead. I do. I like him. He is funny reading the phone book with his tonality and his inflection. That said, this was a bad look, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that's that's a that's a good situation. Uh, and taking on a reporter when you know this is going to go viral it, is not good. But every time I hear him and every time I see his team play, I pound my fist because Maryland choked and didn't hire him and hired True. that boob Randy Etzel instead. That was the hire to make. You when you're Maryland, you got to take some chances. They didn't do it. I think he'd have been a big star here. I really do. You know what that rant reminded me of? Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a baby. I'm a man. I am an anchorman. You are not a man. You are a big fat joke. I'm a man who discovered the wheel and built the Eiffel Tower out of metal and bronze. Bronze. That's what kind of man I am. You're just a woman with a small brain, with a brain a third the size of us. It's science. I will have you know that I have more talent and more intelligence in my little finger than you do in your entire body, sir. You are a smelly pirate hooker. You look like a blueberry. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? Well, you have bad hair. (laughs) What did you say? I love that. Whore Island. Like, I consider Mike Leach's rant about, you're just a mean troll. Go live in your hole. That was his Whore Island rant to a reporter. So you, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. It, it, I'll say this: it, it, it was not the bullying, intimidation that Bobby Knight used to do with reporters. There was some humor in it, and you know, I, I think I think you got to excuse that a little bit. And he, look, he just lost the big rivalry game like, for the seventh straight year. Yeah, He's not happy. Well, you I, know, I you know I know you said Harbaugh was out of line, but I thought it was insulting that a reporter had to ask Harbaugh, "Do you really want to win this game?" And he's like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, but, like, but, seriously, come on. But his, his first response was was pretty, you know, that you, you, there should you came to Michigan to beat Ohio State, and you're now zero and five against them. I think that's a legitimate thing to ask sure. about. Sure, sure. I think what the reporters wanted, they wanted him to give narrative of how much this tears his guts out, and how this yeah. is unacceptable, and I'm going to spend every waking minute focusing on Ohio State and blah blah blah. So he just wasn't having it. More egregious, and we'll end on this today, Andy, is one Mike Krzyzewski, head coach, (laughs) Duke University. You're chuckling because I think you saw the same story I did. Yeah. You ready? 
Yep. Mike Shashevsky said three days after their stunning upset to Stephen F. Austin at the buzzer, their first non-con unranked loss at home in 150 games, which is a hell of a streak dating back to 2000. He said, well, I, you know, I, I wasn't myself that night. I, I had some health issues, but I, I'm fine now. But we, we just weren't ourselves. Oh, no, he didn't. The same yeah. coach that bowed out of a 13-18 and 18 season where they went 2-14 and 14 in the ACC because of, quote, back problems and then hung the losses on Pete Gaudet, his assistant who took over, and lobbied the NCAA to correct his coaching record. This bitch has the nerve to say that. Yeah, Andy, that was it's, unnecessary. It's beyond the pale. There is a psychology, or not a psychology, there is a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There is there is a mental wrinkle with these great coaches that it doesn't matter he's the highest paid, doesn't matter he's the most decorated, doesn't matter that he's the gold standard, doesn't matter that he's the Olympic coach of record, doesn't matter any of this stuff. They still try to grind an edge out of everything, and they don't want yeah. to admit defeat. Fuck off, yeah, Coach K, you bitch. You got yeah. beat. Don't say three days later, I was sick. Pussy. Yeah, that, and especially since you spent the whole news conference saying we got beat by a team that was better and tougher than we were. Right. And then three days later when you have time to think about it, oh, how did I lose to Stephen F. Austin? Can't be, <laughs> can't be right. It must be, it must be me. That's yeah. That, oh, that's, that, you know, if I'm, if I'm the coach of Stephen F. Austin, who's also got a K last name, uh, I give him a call and go, Hey, what the hell? You know, what is it? Like, you know, you spent the whole thing throwing roses at us yeah. and now three days later it's because you were sick. Oh, no, that that doesn't work. And and uh, you know, and and the way things work in college basketball, uh, where he's got basically a new team, and Stephen F. Austin has a veteran team, that wasn't the worst thing that happened to Shashevsky. Because now every practice, no matter who they're about to play, he'll say, "You guys lost to Stephen F. Austin." Okay, so do you have my attention or not? Fair enough, Andy. Always a pleasure. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you next week. Hi, right, Zabe. Take there care. You go. We'll end on this today. On the one hand, he's got insurance for it. On the other hand, man, what a fluke accident. Nobody's sad for Trevor Bauer, uh, the very salty, persnickety reliever for the Cleveland Indians. Actually, starter, I believe. He's the guy that cut his finger repairing his racing drone before the playoffs a couple years ago, and he tried to pitch through it. And It's like a Julia Childs skit from SNL back in the 70s where, oh, it's been a flesh wound. It's going to be okay. There's blood gushing from his hand. It was disgusting. Same guy, Trevor Bauer, owns a $300,000 McLaren 650S sports car. And it was in a dealership where they were housing it, and a tire fell off a semi truck, rolled across six lanes of traffic on a Houston highway bounced against a wall, and then crashed through the window and totaled the 2016 sports car to the tune of $300,000. Wow. He uh, stores his car at the dealership. Dealership has insurance. It's going to pay for it, so it's a total write-off. 
I hope there is no sentimental devalue, or if there was, who cares? Too bad. Buy another fucking sports car. But still, $300,000. I'm just more amazed that any tire could bounce across six lanes of highway in Houston because I've been to Houston. I've seen that traffic. It's there all day, every day, 24-7. When can a tire or anything cross six lanes without getting hit by somebody? That's what I really want to know. All right, that'll do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your download data. Tell a couple friends, join the party. We know you've got a choice in podcasts. In fact, way too much choice in podcasts. Jeez, well, people stop podcasting. There's too much out there. But I thank you for listening. Rate and review. Subscribe to Fridays as well for the low cost of five bucks a month or $1.17 a week or 16 cents a day, which is what Bill Cosby makes banging out license plates. Thanks for listening. Have a great day and we will see you next time. Can the NFL get any more exciting than the final four weeks leading up to the playoffs? Ah, it actually can. If you have a little bit of something-something on the games you know are going to go your way. MyBookie.ag is the place to wager. Next week, we've got UFC as well. Three big championship fights on the 14th, all highly anticipated. Wager on them safely at MyBookie.ag. If you're the kind of guy who likes to have a little extra something on the game, it can only be 5 to 10 15 20 bucks, or more than that. It doesn't matter. MyBookie.ag is the place to play. They've got more lines and better odds for the player, that's you, than just about any other sports book around. And if you join right now, MyBookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. Make sure you read the rules on payouts regarding bonus money. All you have to do is use the promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code ZABE to get your extra cash from MyBookie. You bet, you win, you get paid.